Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody. My voice sounds a little bit different because I am not Mitchell Carroll today. Today you are hearing from the soothing voice of Yaya Vasquez. Mm, it's so soothing. So soothing. With my little lisp and everything. I'm ready to take a nap. It's so soothing. I, people do tell me I have a face for radio <laughs> quite often, so I'm starting to I believe disagree. that. I uh, disagree. And the other voice you're hearing right now is uh, Mr. Dwayne Brown. That's my voice. Not as soothing, but maybe someday. But very relaxing, I will say. Very. I When I do hear Let's your voice, there relaxed. are brighter days ahead. That's Wow. I'm putting that on my resume. I'm adding it. Y'all, y'all's bright day meter. <laughs> That's who you are at this point. Um, Mitch is out today because he's on a backpacking trip, and we wish him all the best luck. He is. Uh, I told him yesterday when he left uh, not to hug any bears, even if they have a <laughs> sign that says free bear hugs. That's trap. Imagine getting so. a free bear hug from a cocaine bear. Uh, it wouldn't be a hug. It would be just, <laughs> just death. That's all it would be. Um, so today, talking about Welcome mauling. Welcome in, everybody. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> in. Talking about mauling. We're going to talk about the Rapids today and how they've been getting mauled wow. for most of the season. Yikes. Um, great way to transition. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Porrick Smith and all the comments he had to make about the summer transfer window. We'll also touch a little bit on the world news, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo's comments maybe about which is the best league, uh, which was like the very crybaby, but we'll get that. <laughs> and at the end, we'll talk a little bit about LAFC and see if the Rapids even have a chance for any of this this week. Uh, and right off the top, I do want to say that Sunday we will not be doing a post game. Our post game will be Monday morning because we have, uh, unfortunately, we have some family commitments coming up this weekend. We'll still be covering the game via Twitter. Actually, this is the first time ever. Show history. Dwayne's going to be it's running true. the Twitter account. I may just do all emojis. Who knows? And that's going to be a great time for everybody <laughs> tuning into that game. You're in for a treat, folks. <laughs> so kind of starting off, um, we heard from, the media heard from Porig this weekend. Oh, well, do, you this cover week. the, do you want to cover the breaking news first? Oh, that's true. We did have breaking, breaking news. news like 10 minutes ago. How, how do you let me talk to you a little smoother because you were happy about this dude I mean we'll break it first I, I want I'm afraid you're gonna yell at me if I break it <laughs> um, so Abuba Karkeda gets a multi-year extension um, and we have the breaking news music there we go <laughs> literally like what was it like 30 minutes ago it broke it was yeah just a few minutes you know, that, 15 maybe I don't know Bubakar Keita is going to be a rapid for multiple years now. I didn't really see how long it was because I was mid-show doing some other things. I think it was through 2025. So, what, two, three more years? Maybe a, a team option at the end of that that people don't talk about, that it's yep. not in the release. Um, but instant reactions when you saw that. I, it was just kind of funny to me. Like, I'm fine <laughs> with it. I'm fine with it. It's 2023. Fine with it. But it's just everyone's clamoring for big signings and <laughs> we get through the transfer window and some people are happy about it. Some people aren't. And then 
the big signing is extending a guy who has zero first team minutes just hit very funny to me. I, that was comedy, comedy rapids, Twitter there for me. And I wish I w- I really wish Mitchell's here because Mitch is really high on Kata. He is. He, he loves re- Kata. He thinks Kata's one of the better um, young defenders the Rapids have. That's and, nothing against Kata. Oh no, no, I just, of course I not. just found it funny, just given the circumstances, just, just given the the vibes around around the Rapids lately. Kind of made me laugh a little bit. I completely understand where you're coming from because you're like, oh, are they gonna get Neymar? <laughs> like you can be hearing all these rumors. You hear, oh, they're negotiating with free agents. Like they're like, we're still talking to a few people. There's a championship striker. Then we get this email like 30 minutes ago, and it's, oh, Bubakar Keita extended for four more years. And again, I believe in the kid. I and I yeah. really do believe when uh, Porik said in his presser that they try to replace Austin Trusty with two of the brightest. Um, Young left-footed defenders, and I really did think Gus. Because if you ever, if you go back and listen to when Gus came to um, the Rapids, Mitch kept talking about how a lot of these Cincinnati fans were really upset because that was the brightest spot of, of, of their team. It was a player that they were really excited for, and when it came to Kata, it kind of feels the same thing. A lot of these Columbus fans were really sad to see Kata go because they had high hopes for him, but the Rapids just kind of outbid him. And I think that's the good thing about Kata. Kato's a young defender that I think in a couple years you can pair him with a Moist Bombito. You can, if you decide to go with a three back, you have a Maxu Bombi and a Kato kind of back three, a young, but yet you have some better in leadership. The worst part about him so far is that he's been injured. He hasn't played. He had an ACL tear, which again, he doesn't want to be injured. Like he didn't plan for that. Sure. That's not his fault. It's not at all. And it sucks really bad because, like, again, if you talk to people around the league, they had high hopes for him. They thought he was going to be one of those. He was going to be the guy. And, unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out. It just feels very rapids. Here's a guy coming off of an injury who is supposed to be good. We don't know yet. And so it really fits into that yet another rapids project player. Uh, young, hurt. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. We don't know. Uh, we're in, in, I'll get more into this later uh, as we get into uh, the show today. But it's funny because it was something I was actually going to bring up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it just feels it, it's the it's the rapids east signing. At the end of the day, like it already happened. We can complain. In my opinion, like we can just completely complain about this. You know? Sure. But you can only have high hopes for him at this point. He's going to be a rapid for at least yeah. another year. And again, nothing against oh, Kata. No, 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 like, no. I'm excited for him. I hope he's awesome. It just it feels like the most rapids of signings. Again, and he's a, he's a world. He's been at the U tw- U19 or U20 World Cup in 2019. He, he was a starter back then. Like He has a lot of talent. You see him out there in practice because I have had that privilege to see him out there a couple times. And he's really impressive. He's yelling at guys. He seems to show leadership skills. So I'm excited for him, but I can't bank my future on him. For sure. It's something that, like, oh, I'm, it will, I think it'll be cool if it works out because you can kind of have a optimistic view that you have that great back line with Amaksu and Bombi and Kata and you, you just have a lot of more bodies back there with the Michael Edwards if they work out. But for now, it's more like we have to wait and see, of course. Yeah. Um, 
Which and, is why it feels very rapid. Okay, it's I mean, a wait that's and the see signing. That's it. it. It truly is. I, I, by the way, happy anniversary. It's hey, the rapid way anniversary. Uh, shout out Julio who posted out that on Twitter, <laughs> by the way. That's right. I, I saw, saw that, that this morning, too. Yep. Um, I'm kind of talking about the Rapids Way and Porrick Smith, the creator of the Rapids Way. He had a few interesting comments talking about the Rapids and who they were targeting for the summer window. Um, any initial thoughts about like things, anything that's about set the out presser? Me? Yeah, just the yeah. presser, anything he said. If there's some chance that you're watching or listening and don't know that there was a presser by now, everyone you wouldn't be. Everyone's been talking about it. Uh, uh, just in case, uh, Porg Smith, um, top of the top, uh, just below ownership, you know, in that world at the Rapids, uh, had a presser earlier this week, um, with local media to talk about transfer window and those sort of things. Um, it was a lot of words, um, and a lot of kind of what we expected to hear, which is to say a lot of words and not feeling very much different about the state of the club after all is said and done. Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think the high, the highlights, I guess you could say that, that kind of stood out from the presser the most is just hearing again, um, Porg saying super frustrated with how things have gone. Um, and there will be changes, um, no specifics on any of those changes. Um, so we, we will see what that means for the roster. And those are things um, that we've heard quite a bit too behind totally, closed doors. Totally. That like be pe- things that we can't give details on for reasons behind because you don't want to compromise sources sure. or whatever. But we've heard that quite a bit from people in, within the organization that changes are imminent and that team is super frustrated where they are. Yeah. So we'll see if that actually happens. You know, I mean that we're all left in the same boat, right? Rather, whether you cover the rapids or you're, or are you follow us and Burgundy wave and, and Brendan Plone over at the post and, and you know, the folks covering the squad and the club, um, we're all in the same boat or you're somebody who's griping about, you don't think that we cover rapids very well. Uh, these are the answers you get. So, uh, you know, you get, you get words and, and sometimes those words from Porg are, are very encouraging. Um, and sometimes, uh, they, they leave you with more questions. Um, and that's kind of part of the thing with the presser that a lot of people have talked about. It was only 30 minutes long. The Rapids digital team was involved, got to ask a question when clearly they could have done that at any time. They could have pulled him in the hallway. You really could have done that at any time. Uh, so I thought that was a little, a little weird. Um, but this is the club controlling that situation. Um, and giving the minutes, you know, that they wanted to give, uh, you know, whatever they're in charge. It's their presser. They're allowed to do that, you know? Um, so that, that's what it is. So now you know what it's like, you know, after people have been complaining about not taking the club to task, uh, now you know what it's like if you've listened to, um, what was posted by the Rapids or the recording that Matt over at Burgundy Wave posted, um, you can hear um, what it sounds like and, and try to ask questions and push on things and, and 
what that experience is like. Uh, but getting into it, um, the other thing that you hear as far as uh, Porg not being happy is, is again, going back to the Rubio and Price injuries. Um, you know, I don't think it's wrong to place that as the scapegoats uh, of why the team is not performing as as well as they could we all know that when price and diego are on the pitch the club is better um like the squad is just far better so i don't think it's wrong for porg to say that um and and i think that's on point you know i think the thing is we've known about some of these injuries for some time uh, you know, especially with price and it's, it's the struggle to bring in replacements and it's the struggle of roster creation when there's not enough depth to uh, have someone step up and be that guy, you know, like Danny Leva was brought in. He's not it. He's you know, not. And like, again, and I was high on him too. Sure. Like, I remember I, I you got me pumped up about like, Danny. Leva. <laughs> I thought Dan again, I thought, and I think Quaner, so friend of the pod, made a really good point that Danny is still good. He is still a good player. Sure. But he's a technical player. And if you don't have any identity or don't know who you are, that technical aspect of you just doesn't matter because you don't know what you're doing. And that's the biggest thing when I kind of see that when Porik talks about Rubio and Price, I'm like, okay, fair enough. They're injured. But as a GM, it's your responsibility to try to replace those guys. And that's something he always yeah. says. And he said it on our podcast. It's. When you first come in here, my job is to replace you. Your job is to prove me that you shouldn't be replaced. And I th- in all honesty, man, I think there's a lot of guys on this team that have proven that they should be replaced, that this squad is not good enough. And I feel like there's a little bit of backtracking on that, and that's something I don't think he's actually talked about enough, that his replacement, his find, and I think he, he mentioned it too with Austin Trusty and... Um, in Sam Vines, like he tried to find replacements in a young Gus and a young Kata, and that they did just didn't work out, and throwing Lucas in there too, that he tried to find those younger replacements. But after 2021, there wasn't a big like, oh, we need to find talent again to keep this going. It was more of a, oh, you guys are gone. Let's see if we can nickel and dime this to get the players we want. Whether it's Porik's fault or whether it's ownership's fault, like it doesn't matter at this point because you are where you are because you didn't find the replacements. Totally. Um, you know, and it's not just they mention, you know, those two players and, and, and gosh, trusty gets brought up all the time. I'm not um, a big trusty guy. I'm not a big trusty guy. And but, I like him, the player, but I don't um, like his last three yeah, months. He, he like checked out. So whatever. Fight me on it. I don't care. It's the facts. Um, Fight but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, you look at the situation up front too. Um, you know, all of the, all of the fanfare that was brought in with Yappy, um, you know, being brought up to first team and Cabral and all of the potential for these guys who, um, are simply not scoring, you know? So maybe that's a roster construction thing. Um, but for a club that kind of hangs its hat on projects and bringing in players who are young um, or affordable or damaged goods from another club and, and we can fix them here, it seems like there is a big drop-off when we bring in some of these young players or project players that they are not being developed. Like, the thing about, like, Yappy and Cabral is 
I think they're good at soccer. And I'll some agree people with you are, on some, I know people are going to disagree <laughs> on Cabral, but I'm telling you, Cabral doesn't come into the league with the fanfare that he had and get the deal that he got uh, in California, you know, in, in LA and all of that money unless he was exhibiting skills that he can play soccer at a high level. I believe those skills are there. Whatever happened in LA broke that confidence or whatever. We bring him in and you look and nothing has changed. And that tells me that we are not doing a good job of developing some of these players that we're bringing in as projects. Same thing is true for Yappy. I think he is talented. I think he is very good at soccer but he's not being developed in the right way to be able to take that next step. So if we're going to be a club that is going to play Moneyball or nickel and dime or whatever you want to call it, and we're going to bring in these projects, then we need to take extra steps to make sure our development of these young players or these project players is actually happening. And that's when I look at a Bubakar Keita extension and I think the same thing. Okay, we just extended a guy who has zero first-team minutes coming off of an injury, and we're hoping that he's good. Man, you're going to do that? You better develop him and give him the support that he needs to be great. You better develop and support Cabral with the help that he needs to be great. You need to develop and support Yappy so that he gets what he needs to be great. If you are truly saying we're bringing these players in because we believe in them and we know that they can be something special, then it's on you to make sure that that happens. And I just don't see that, you know? So yeah. that's my issue. When we think about the presser and you hear about like, well, we've had some bad injuries to Jack and to Diego. Well, you have to develop a squad that has the depth to cover for that. And if your squad depth is made up of projects, then you need to make sure that you're developing and you're supporting those projects. And I'm just not sure that that's happening. And that brings up a really good point, and I think we have to talk about, Robin. But first, before we do, this episode of DNVR Rapids is brought to you by Illegal Pete. Illegal Pete! How much do you love Illegal Pete? Uh, Let's go from one to Illegal Pete. How much one do you to Illegal Pete's, totally illegal. Oh, man. Super illegal. I know something about illegal, trust me. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm Mexican. I can say that. It's fine. You can't. It's okay. Um, Illegal Pete's offering handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, and tacos crafted with responsibly sourced, high-quality ingredients with a full bar and wide selection of local draft beer at every location to keep the burritos and the good times rolling. Stop by for happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. That's a five-hour happy hour. That's a that's not a happy hour. That's happy hours. That's happy time. That's happy time. That's happy time. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for 28 years. Um, so we were talking about Robin, and talking about you were talking about development, about how there hasn't been any any development of these young prospects, and you said you believe in Cabral, you believe in Yappy. And when you and you when you look at that, Torek does too. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't bring them in here. He wouldn't think they were the first team quality players on a top ten league in the world. I agree. So, 
there has to be a disconnect between the coaching staff and between the front office. And who does it fall on? Because Frazier had a, I think Frazier's a good coach. But is Frazier the right coach for this team? It's very different. Yep. I mean, it goes. The unfortunate thing about leadership is that regardless of what happens on your watch, it's your watch. So if you are at the top, the things that happen are on your watch. You are the ultimate responsibility for that. I'm not saying that that's fair, but that's the truth. And it's up to you as a leader, whether it's fair or not, to choose how you respond to those situations and how you respond to challenges. Um, And part of that is those situations like you mentioned. Uh, Is there a disconnect between uh, the front office and the coaching staff? I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But what I do know is that we see players with supposedly, you know, uh, high ceilings um, that Pork believes in and trusts, and I do too, um, but we're not seeing them perform at the level that we were promised or encouraged that they will be. And so because of that, that's, that's on the leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's the response. It's got to go to Pork because he's he's the leader so if he sees that it's not working then you have to ask yourself where are we missing on this and so if it's development how do i get more resources into that is it coaching how do i shift the coaching or replace the coaching to do that is it roster did i screw up on the roster Mm -hmm. then i need to change the way i'm looking at rostering or change the way we're scouting but all of those questions, they all filter up. That's why you get paid the big bucks. You know? I mean, again, you're you're completely right. And uh, Dustin brings up a great point in the comments. We don't have one player that exceeded expectations. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, I completely agree with you, Dustin. But then the more I heard Dwayne talk, the more I started to think, do we have, have they exceeded expectations? Have not exceeded expectations? Or have they not been helped to at least reach their expectations? What came first, the chicken or the egg kind of question? Is it the coaching or is it the players themselves? And that's where when I look at this, I'm like, what's going to make this team actually good? Is it getting more good players? Is it getting players? Because people around the league clearly look at Rubio and they think Rubio's great. A lot of people think Jack Price. I am one of those people. (laughs) People, if you hear national podcasts like Extra Time, they're hyped about the Navarro the Navarro uh, coming in here and trying to be a player. Sure. They think Gutman's a good player. They highly rate uh, Keegan Rosenberry. You have great players on this team. So what's the reason why those great players are not producing results? And to me, unfortunately, it comes down to you have the players. I think you have maybe not first place team, but you don't have bottom of the league team, in my opinion. I just don't think you do. I think you might be missing depth. That's something completely different. But I think your starting 11 is good enough to compete with people around the league and at least be 8th in the West, 7th in the West, 10th in the West. You're not 14th in the West, in my opinion. And that's where you got to look at it and be like, is it coaching? Because I think you have a squad. And this is not taking any blame on for Porig, because I think Porig has also done a poor job of replacing key players at key times. Sure. But to me, it's, there has to be a disconnect there. And I've talked about this. At what point does 
Frazier started losing the room just because his message gets stale, not because he's a bad guy or because of results. And that's where I start thinking, where if changes are going to be made, what would be one of the changes? Would it be Porg? I don't think so. He just got a huge extension. They all got. Yeah, they all I did. Mean, Robin did too. But it's a cheaper one than what Porg got. And yeah. I and we and I talked about this because we have a little chat, and I asked this: if Porg, if Fraser gets fired, which I'm not again, I'm not saying he should. If Fraser gets fired, if they sign Navarro to a full, if they pay that release clause, and they play Tavares's release clause, is that the biggest investment that the Cronkies have ever made on this team? If if all if those they things sign happen, the five million exactly, if they play Navarro five million. Tavares, I think it's like a million dollars. Well, of course, and it then is. like, and that's so I mean, sad. They've, they've not, yeah, and by far, it's like over double. That's a Saturday for the. That's a Saturday for the Galaxy. Yeah, and the Rapids can't even do that, and that's where I'm really frustrated. Yeah, well, I mean, and that gets to ownership and. That's a whole nother, you know, like I, like I say, like when it moves up to the top and there's a response, you know, responsibility of leadership, um, that that's a whole nother level is moving it up even above that, um, to ownership, because I believe that the Rapids, I believe that Porg Smith goes to Josh Conkey and asks for money. I think he asks for more staff. And he's I think he asks for all of those things. I, I truly believe that he does. I don't have any proof of that because I'm not in those meetings, but I believe that it happens. And I just, I will never believe that the Cronkies are interested in the Rapids until they are interested in the Rapids. They don't show up. They were not even there to open the stadium on opening day. They're they're absent. They're absentee owners until it's it's just an investment that you dump your money in and you leave it in your 401k and hope that 30 years later you can retire on it. It's that kind of investment. You don't look at it, you know, and uh, with the way that MLS clubs are skyrocketing in value, um, I get it. You know, um, I mean, but why, this isn't, you, this isn't, yeah, this is an absentee ownership. Um, and, and I don't think that they're supporting <laughs> Porig or anyone for that matter in this club. Um, I think obviously they've done a tremendous job with the Avs, with the Nuggets, with the Mammoth, with the Los Angeles Rams, all teams who have won championships, all teams that also get a lot of money from the Cronkies. You know? I think it's also Arsenal, a different setup a little bit. Struggling. Too. What happened? They got a whole bunch of money. Yeah, that's Rapids, the one. That's struggling. The... What did they get? Not a damn thing. That's the one where I can point and be like, uh, because they don't have a salary cap. The other ones, yeah. I, the other ones is like you can only make so much investment and be that good because of salary caps and ownership and rules. That's the Arsenal's the one I look at and I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of hurts because you can kind of do it. This. They yeah. know that money is what happens in soccer. In soccer to to make a team better because they just did it. So they they, they can't play like, oh, I didn't know that. That's not how I'm soccer focusing. works. That's yeah, the because one that hurts. they're doing it for Arsenal. So it's like I know that they get it, mm-hmm. um, but they're just not invested in in the Colorado Rapids, unfortunately. And you know who is invested? And not just the Colorado Rapids, but in World Soccer. Who's that? The Saudi League. 
Woo! And that's, what are they? Man, and that's we were. I want to talk a little bit about that because yeah, I think, let's move into that. Uh, it, I just find it funny that we had nothing to say about the pork pressure, and then we just went twenty-seven minutes on it, I and know, we're like, I, I mean, know. once we get going, we get going. It's it's <laughs> the nature of the beast. But the Saudi league just signed Neymar last summer. They signed Cristiano Ronaldo, and then they have players like um, Conte, Roberto Firmino, and all these other top end players out there. Um. And I just think the Neymar to me was super interesting because to me, Neymar becomes the flashpoint of where money shifted in a lot of football and where Saudi and oil money really, not just Saudi, not Middle Eastern, but just oil money in general, because you see it with Chelsea and Russia as well. Um, the Russian owners and all that, and they have all that sort of sure. stuff. But you see it that oil money is working very hard right now to push players to new positions in the world. And I was just... Because if you look back, Neymar is the most expensive transfer in the history of the world when he went to PSG. $295 million. Insane. It's what PSG paid. PSG owned by oil money. And to me, that's when kind of everybody realized, oh, we can just buy the best players and put them anywhere because we can afford them. Pretty much. And that's where I come to the question. Is the gutter bad for soccer? Because I can see both sides. Well, real quick before you answer, yeah. I'll give you 10 seconds. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Uh, give us a like. Tell your friends about a Rapids podcast, which is us. And also, there's a podcast. If you can't see us live, you can always hear us on the way home or hear us uh, when you're traveling, yeah. like I am tonight. So. Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you, wherever you get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're there. Uh, okay, back to uh, Saudi. So... Right, we know that oil is 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 the money there. That's what runs the Saudi market. Oil is finite, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> and, not going to last forever. We know that it's not, it's it's we're kind of running out of it. Um, so I, I believe what we're seeing is a. I mean, not to get like big world things, not related to soccer. It is related to mm-hmm. soccer, but you're starting to see um, the very rich folks, Saudi folks. Um, that have been re- have made all of their money on oil. Now knowing that the, that the that is finite, uh, are moving into something else that can make a whole bunch of money for you, and that is sports. Uh, you saw it in golf um, with the new golf league, and then the combination with PGA and, and all of that stuff. Um, and now you're starting to see it in you know the, the world's game. Of soccer right and so there's a Saudi league and, and they are trying to buy up the biggest players they can in order to um, cash in on that sweet sweet sports money um, of which we see you see NFL teams getting sold for billions mm-hmm. you know um, you see MLS teams that are rocketing in value uh, you see NWSL teams that are now rocketing in value 500 yeah, big ones just to buy into an NWSL team. Now, um, there's a lot of money in sports, and so uh, that that's where it's going. And now they're pushing that with with soccer, and so they're trying to sign uh, the biggest players, you know. And you've got Ronaldo over there, um, and then you've got Messi here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see all of the, you know. 
crybaby Ronaldo things, you know, because he's <laughs> finding out that he's not getting the desperate attention that he needs. He kind of lost um, it. Yeah, like it's what we were talking about earlier is that Ronaldo is invisible right now. Like he's he's not a a big thought of player uh, at least at least here in the U.S. Uh, because he's over in the Saudi league mm-hmm. and it's hard to watch Saudi league soccer. Just the times know? are crazy. Yeah. The times are yeah. super crazy. Um, and MLS and Apple teamed up and made watching MLS very, very easy to do. Rewatching um, it too all yeah. over the world. Like simple, no blackouts, no nothing. Exactly. Just go ahead and watch. If you want to watch Messi, you can watch Messi without a problem. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe it's a streaming thing. Like the Saudi league gets a streaming thing. Maybe it becomes more accessible to the rest of the world. Um, and that changes a little bit, but so far bringing in these high players, Ronaldo and, and Neymar as well, I, I don't think he's going to make a difference either. I, I, I just think you're spending a lot of money on things and, and the attention is not really going to be there. Like right now, the attention is on obviously Premier League, which is back up and running. That's mm-hmm. a top um, five league. Yeah. 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 And so, but now you've got all this like, surprising and really nice attention on MLS. And that is all because of Lionel Messi. Like, I mean, that's it. And and the dude's crushing it. Like just can't stop scoring goals. Like, I wish, again, I wish Mitchell straight because he said, I don't think Messi's going to dominate like you guys (laughs) think. And I'm like, and I said, the league has improved quite a bit, but Messi on the other hand is like still out of this world and he will dominate any league he plays in. He is... Just absolutely crushing MLS, uh, at least from a League's Cup perspective right now. Um, I had Philly winning League's Cup and when I filled out my bracket. And, um, man, did did Miami make Philly look not like Philly. I'm uh, re- again, yeah, <laughs> dude, the way that Messi plays is just incredible. Like, I think here people really knocked him because in, um, when it comes to when he played in France, he wasn't dominating, but you got to remember, man, he was playing with the likes of Mbappe and Neymar. Sure. Two of the top five players in the world, including himself. You had three of the top five players in the world Insane. playing in that top three, and they still couldn't win champions. But that's besides the point. When you play, <laughs> when you play, when you have that much talent around you, you can't be doing everything all the time. You need to share the ball. You can't be dominating every minute like can in the MLS because you're the best player in the world and you are the best player in that team with nobody not even close to your level. You yeah. might have Sergio Busquets and you might have Jordi Alba, but it's still not at the level that you play at. And that's where people don't realize that. And that's where I think MLS has done a great job of promoting Messi. And that's Oh, they've gone all in. And and, and kudos to Apple cuz Apple is I don't I think MLS does a decent job at pushing MLS, but nobody can market like Apple, right? It, you know, exactly. And, and I they mean, are it's really a, pushing it. Hard. Their damn logos on Apple, and everybody know, can recognize it yes. from a mile away. And when it comes to that, it's Messi's so good. Messi, they promoted the hell out of him. They've done a great job of making him the center point. And I think where Saudi Arabia is lacking is they don't do that. And I think Saudi Arabia is. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna say it's good or bad. My frustration with Saudi Arabia is that they're not developing their young talents and they're not making football a culture thing. They're making it a facelift thing and a brand thing, which I get. They're trying to get themselves in a new light 
It's understandable. I get it. You're running a country. I completely understand that. Sure. I'm not mad at that. What I does upset me is that you, when you do things like this, because the MLS did it. They did it with Beckham. They did it with Lampard. They did it with all these players. But the MLS always had a structure where you can develop your young players and they try to create, make the soccer a culture. There's no pipeline. Like you're saying culture, there's no pipeline in that league. Mm-hmm. It is it is 100% dependent on Superstars. buying players. Exactly. You know, like that's all. I mean, that's literally all. You are buying pieces and and throwing them onto the pitch. You and know, that's and, the frustration to me. Sure. That's not that they're buying these players. My frustration comes from PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, and Man U, Man City that buy these really expensive players that are not worth that. Jack Grealish is not worth $100 million. <laughs> Declan Rice is not worth that money. No matter how good you are, you are not worth that money. There's three players in the world, in my opinion, that are worth that. Mbappe, Cristiano in his peak, and uh, Messi. But these inflated prices come from oil money, just trying to buy the best players for everything. And that's the thing that frustrates me. When you take them to Saudi Arabia, you are not creating a culture. You're blocking young talents that you have there. And I want them to be able to be a good soccer country. I don't want to block that. I don't want to block soccer from them. But I also want them to be able to have the opportunity to aspire to be soccer players, aspire to be there. And that's my frustration with the whole Saudi league. And maybe that happens over time. You know, I mean, you got to buy the thing and get it going first before you can start, you know, you got to buy the seeds before you can plant them and and roots start growing, you know, and um, so so maybe that's the where they're at right now in the process. Uh, I don't know. Um, I can say, you know, Messi has done a world of good for MLS. I think even we as, you know, bottom of the, of the table, sad Rapids fans can acknowledge that Messi is lifting the league up. Um, so far the dude has played zero MLS minutes. Think about that. He's played no MLS minutes yet. And LeBron James has watched him like three and, times already. And uh, MLS is is certainly um, benefiting from that. Um, and everything he's done in League's Cup so far has been nothing short of must-watch TV. Um, you have to watch Miami now, you know? And it, it's going back into the season – now getting back into, you know, once League's Cup is coming to a close here, getting back into the MLS season, you've got a team in, in last place in Miami. That's going to make the playoffs. That I am all in on certainly making the playoffs. And, you know, and that's the first question, right? Well, first question is, will Miami win League's Cup? Uh, I say yes. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, will Miami make the MLS playoffs? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's the hardest thing they have to do is to get into the playoffs. It's going to take just over, what, two goals a game, 2.17 or something like that. Messi's going to will them to that. Um, I believe that will happen. Once they get to the playoffs, it's, it's anybody's. It's a free-for-all. It's, it's a free-for-all for the Cup. And if I'm looking at their performance in League's Cup... You have to ask, does Miami win MLS Cup? Do they become the first team in MLS to go from absolute bottom of the barrel last place to win the cup in the same season? 
Not even the full season, too. Like, we're talking 11 games, dude. That's insane. Like, I mean, I don't know if people realize how crazy that is. That's 33 points that they can get and push them to a playoff spot. Insanity. Like, they 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 might even be able to get a home game with that, honestly. They might be. Like, if they win every single game, they might be able to push for a home game. That's how insane that, like, mess it's, is. I mean, that would be the craziest story for MLS. And In the world you know, of that's soccer. certainly what Apple's rooting for. <laughs> you I, know? Would too. I mean, I'm I mean who brave. wouldn't be rooting for that, you know? Um, um, and you know who also starting their title, their, uh, their crawl from, from the biggest hole they've ever dug themselves? The Rapids. And they started this weekend against LAFC. But first... But first... We got to give a little shout out to our buddies at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead because the rest of this week is going to be hot, hot here in Colorado with some premium polarized shades and an affordable price from our buddies over at Shady Rays. Uh, we all have Shady Rays. Um, I've got two pair. I think Yaya's got two pairs. I got pair. four pairs. Four pairs. I bought my own after they gave so us So there you go. <laughs> uh, so there, there is your testimonial there. He went out and bought more. I have tested them. They are Colorado tested and approved. My Shady Rays have been uh, adventuring at Mesa Verde, hiking across the Great Sand Dunes, um, whitewater rafting, the full Colorado treatment. Shady Rays gets it done every time. But let's say that they didn't. What if I'm hiking, a bear comes out and Mitch. punches me right in the face, breaks my glasses? That's Mitch. Shady Ray is going to replace him. Because if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They don't care if it's a bear. They don't care if you just sat on them. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence, folks, because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through the Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets and pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventures of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. You can shop the entire collection of their brand at their brand new location at Park Meadows Mall, a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. The team always has your back. And exclusively, as you know, dear listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Dot com and <laughs> use, <laughs> dot com and use your code DNVR for fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, yeah, try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. I'm pretty sure it's way more people by then. Like yeah, this, this read is kind of old. These I, numbers are probably way higher. Well, I think now. we're looking about a a Cristiano salary about a billion at this point. <laughs> Cristiano salary, a good old. We're talking here. Saudi Saudi soccer numbers here. Yeah, we're talking these, about five star reviews. Neymar's making a billion dollars, man. That's insane. <laughs> I, I I made a billion dollars. I'm buying the Rapids. I've said this a billion times. Buying the Rapids and everybody that owns the Rapids. Um, so the Rapids, they're back this Sunday. 
We're going to see the first of a Navarro in mm-hmm. the MLS because we saw an MLS too. Yep. Um, we're going to see the first of maybe Tavares, which I saw Mark, I think, was asking earlier if he's going to start, which I think he will. They want to see what they have in the kid. Um, and we're going to see the first of this new quote-unquote Rapids team and structure. What are your thoughts on it? Against, again, probably the second best, second or third best team, if not the first best team in the league. I, I mean that's another conversation. Oh I, I I believe LAFC will will be top of the West by the end of the season, going into playoffs. Um, they they are that good. Um, uh, they're a stacked team. I don't see any way that they don't. I, was I know of Philly I know, and Seattle too. I'm yeah, like, they're two teams. And that it's I think like might I get I get St. Louis is up top, you know, and man, have they accomplished some incredible things as an expansion team. Um, but they're starting to feel reality of being an MLS mm-hmm. after that, you know, super hot start. Um, and so I, I think it will be enough to push LAFC up to the top. It's a grueling existence so, in MLS, for sure. Yes. And so that being said, I do. I think uh, they're defending champions. Uh, I believe that they um, – I mean, there's no reason that they won't. It's theirs to lose as far as getting mm-hmm. to the final and playing for the for the cup again this year. So uh, that is a daunting task for the Rapids um, this coming Sunday. However, if we look at very, very recent history, these two teams have played already this season, and we finished at one of our classic Rapids draws. A 0-0 matchup before... I'm going to be um, honest, I don't remember that game because it was our takeover and I was pretty <laughs> lit. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest, but I do remember that it was a draw. So it, it, we did not get smoked by any means in the last match. Um, and I think you should have more hope as well because it's an away game. <laughs> it's an away game, which we are better on the road. Um, we do have a, uh, I don't know if I would say retooled offense, but certainly an experimental offense that we're about to roll out with a healthy Diego um, and uh, Navarro coming out. And we saw a small taste of that at that Rapids 2 game. Um, You know, I I will say things were faster. Um, There was a little bit more creativity. Um, I think that will only grow as they continue to play together. But the biggest part of that and I think this is one of the keys to um, pulling off a Rapids win on Sunday is that no MLS club, no one in the entire league, including LAFC, has had to face this offense yet with Navarro and Diego playing together. I think that's so going to be electric. It, it is a mystery for defenses to have to figure out. Not unless you, you play Frazier ball. So, well, <laughs> gosh, don't don't say things like that. Uh, I there there is a mystery there that that LAFC will be the first you know to have to deal with, and I think that is advantage Rapids um, because they can try whatever they want, um, and it will be new to play against. So there's a little bit of advantage there for Rapids in the sense that. Uh, there's an element of chaos, which I am always cheering for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and you know that's an advantage for Rapids. Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we've got a healthy Diego. That is an advantage for Rapids. The team is always better when he's on the pitch. Um, the roster is healthy. You know, that's how safe it's gonna get for sure. Yeah, save for Price. you know Price, who's out. Um, like it's 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 as healthy as we've been all season. So that that's a good thing for the Rapids. Uh, I mean, the question remains. Who's going to be playing on the wings? I think you know? I, I think you found something with the wings. I really do think you found um, a great. Um, I think you found a great pairing with Govan and Harris. In my opinion, I think you found two players that can be dynamic on the wings. I think they found two players that are playing really well with their wing backs. I think Gutman and Harris have a great relationship. Sure. Same thing over here on the right side. I think uh, Govan and uh, Keegan have created a great relationship where they're knowing where they're going to be at all times. Uh, to me, my biggest thing is you're going to play them together. Rubio should be your 10. And as much as I like Cole, I think Cole should be on the bench. And I think you need that creativity. And I think Tavares should be your other your other six, eight with Ronan playing your only six. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. Because you didn't go get a six. And I think Tavares has to play. Rubio has to play. And Navarro has to play. How you re- organize them around there, it's up to you. And who you're going to put around them, up to you. But Ronan, Tavares, Rubio, and Navarro have to be your four guys that are out there at all times. Because yeah. they, they're the, the ones. spine of your team, right down that, in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. At that point, because I think you found, I'm not going to say your stalwart, but I think you found when your final piece of that spine in Maxu. And now who are you going to put in front of Maxu so that ball transitions quickly from defense to midfield to offense? Yep. I think Rubio's the connector from the midfield to the offense. Yep. And I think Navarro and him are the finishers. You have Ronan that can connect from the mid, uh, the midfield to the offense. Now you need somebody that can connect from there. And those are the only guys that can do that, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why you need all those four guys out there. And Tavares, you just need to see what he can do. You got him on loan. You got to buy him. Yeah. You actually have to, like, you got to see what you have in him. He also got the number 10. Which is kind of crazy. The most historic number in soccer. Yeah. So that shows you what they think of him. I've heard he can play anywhere from a 10 to an, a 6. We'll see. So, I mean, midfield is, uh, that's an area that, you know, we've been battered on. <laughs> and, and that's my thing. You don't have Ryan Acosta anymore, so you're going to have to rip off the band-aid. You can't throw him in on, as a safeguard. Yep. You have to have play pre, so you have to play the Danny Levis. You have to play the young guys. You no longer have somebody there. You maybe bring up a Romo from Rapids too. You know what I mean? Sure. See if you can see what he has. But now you're no longer doing that kind of established thing, where oh I'm I'm scared. I'm just gonna throw in experienced guys. They kind of took off all the your safeguards. They're like no more training wheels. Yeah. You have to play the kids, and that's why I was really surprised Lalo's and Danny didn't leave, because I think if Porik really wanted to push Frazier to develop more people. He would have taken one of those two guys and been like, Bombi and Kate are your two options. Decide who you want to go with. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen too. And um, that's my main reason why. But kind of getting back to the game, I think the Rapids are going to give a battle. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I don't know if it will be a win or not. Um, but I think the way that LAFC has played is very up and down lately. And we don't know what LAFC we're going to get, even though they did destroy St. Louis about a month ago, which was incredible to watch. And they, and they, I mean, save for getting bumped, they were playing very well. Exactly. Yeah. Carlos Vela has a lot of 
unknowns right now in his future. He doesn't know if he's going to stay with LAFC. Chivas is knocking on the door. Hopefully the Rapids are knocking on that same door. I'm like, <laughs> hey, Carlos, how you doing? Would you like to go on a date with me? You know, But I think at the end of the day, I think LAFC is just too good. I think they have a way more experience misfield compared to everybody else. And I think the Rapids are going to tie 1-1. I, that's my thing. I think no matter how good the, I think that, I don't know, man. I said that and that felt really wrong. I I, I need to take a two-one loss. <laughs> it felt wrong me saying it. I think LAFC is too good, but I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch. It's LAFC is obviously very dangerous on the scoring end of things. Um, with Vela and Buanga, I mean, Buanga has bro. twelve goals. Buanga's incredible. Twelve goals, and there's still eleven games left. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, my, Vela has eight and also six assists. And they still know, have so Pukki on the other side. Yes, like, and that's oh just, that's just, that's just two thirds of the front. <laughs> yeah. So it, they're, they're super dangerous. Um, it doesn't feel to me, even with that and knowing that, I feel like when we play squads that are known for their offensive domination, Something clicks with the Rapids, and we end up shutting down um, not all of it, but we will shut down one player. You think they'll- and that screws up their offense so yeah. bad. And we have a way of, of really clamping down on one player and pushing them off of their game, which ruins the other two. Um, when, you, when we play against you know high-output high offenses. Um, so... I'm I'm saying it will be a draw. Uh, I think it will be two to two. Oh, that's gonna be fun. If and it's a two two draw, I'm all the way. Yeah. yeah, I think it will be a draw, but I think it will be a fun draw. I think again the unknowns that you have to deal with with the Rapids, um, you know, and not knowing what to prepare for on offense with mm-hmm. us, um, will turn into goals. Um, and and so I, I think we could get multiple goals in this game. Um, and I will give LAFC goals just because they're so good at scoring goals. They're um, LAFC. They're good. What do you want from us? Like, But we shut them down last time. And that's what I'm saying. Like we, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people in the camera. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, they haven't said was, anything, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if anybody tells me, like, oh, you guys are talking too much about it, they're good. What do you want? We, yeah, like, no, the look, we bad. get it. Well, I, res- I have nothing but respect for an LAFC team that dominates the league. Uh, and, I don't and, hate and them, is, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. They're fun, that's it's why. just they're out of sight, out of mind for me, so it's... Yeah, they're I don't so really high have... in the rankings that he just yeah. does. So, I mean, I'm sure I would hate them if we were closer to them. Um, we're really battling but, with those Miami. But we're know? not really battling with them right now. So it's kind of a watch them do their thing and be in awe of it. Um, but, again, we have a way of clamping down and disrupting other teams' offenses. Um, there there are not a lot of games this season. I mean, obviously we lose a lot of games, and, and the ones we don't lose, we don't win. Um but a common thing in all of that is that none of them are are high-scoring affairs. Um, you don't go to a Rapids game to Expecting watch goals. a goal bonanza from either team. Like, it's it's just not what happens when the Rapids are playing. Uh, so I think two goals is a lot of goals for the Rapids, obviously, in one game. I mean, a four-goal game is um, insane. But, you know, two goals for LAFC is very normal and very on-brand and would not be crazy. So I think I, I'm going to go 
two two. All right, guys. So you're here to hear here first. The Rapids are going all the way. They're going to do. They're going <laughs> to They're going win. all the way to the to the whistle on they're, Sunday. They're going all the way, and they're going to try to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening uh, for listening to us rant really about the Rapids for about an hour. Uh, really appreciate everybody that listened to us. Don't forget to give us a follow on DNB underscore Rapids. Where on Twitter, where Dwayne's gonna be handling the thread for the first time. Let's go. It's gonna be insane. Dwayne Goldbananza we'll see. I don't Brown. know. I don't know how I'm gonna handle it yet. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be it, something creative and wacky, or maybe we'll just cover soccer. He's just know. gonna make memes and a bunch Show of graphics and, and the wait whole time. And see. Uh, don't forget to also hear this podcast wherever you hear podcast on uh, whether it be Apple, Google. Uh, Spotify, any of those things really helps us out. Please give us a thumbs up as well on your way out. That really helps us out. And a five-star review. Five-star reviews are really fun for me. Whenever I see one, I get excited. I get giddy. I think sure. people like me. Um, I'm a creature of... I'm a people pleaser. If you, I Every, please everyone you. go out and like Yaya. Like me, please. I'm married. <laughs> Don't like me that hard. But please, like me. Um, anything else? No. Thanks, as always, for jumping into the chats. Uh we appreciate you. Uh, we don't get to every comment during the show, but we are reading them as the show goes along. So we appreciate you. Thanks for interacting on Twitter. Um, you know, and with all the drama the last couple of weeks about covering the Rapids, we appreciate those of you who have supported us. Um, and we're very upfront about that on Twitter. And uh, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, it makes us feel good. And, and um, you know, it's not it's not an easy beat to cover it's never <laughs> so we uh you know we're doing our best and um we think we're doing it in a way that's fun so also quick reminder um no post game sunday night post game will be monday morning uh everybody waiting for that because i know you guys are clamoring for more Dwayne and yaya and maybe mitch depending how you feel yeah um you guys are clamoring for so the we're Pitch giving Boys. you something to watch and listen to while you're at work exactly. bonus you on a are, monday you're welcome people um <laughs> and above all the negative comments above all the love above all the good and bad in the world you know what it is i do know what it is say it for me it's up the pins uh, they We're didn't still find on. it <laughs>